This is episode number 118, and today we are recapping week 17 of the Practical Christian Podcast. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of Practical Christian Training. Well, hello there, and welcome to the end of another week here on the podcast. This week was chock full of really, what I think, really great tips, tricks, and hacks, uh, things that you might not know about or think about or even consider. And uh, as always, on Saturday, I make a real brief run through each of these episodes, just hitting the highlights to remind you what we talked about, to remind you of that thing that you said you were going to do, but you haven't pulled the trigger on yet, so you can help, so you can actually pull the trigger and implement it. And then if you haven't been able to catch up with everything we talked about this week, it'll give you a sense of what each episode talked about, so you can go back and check it out more in detail. Now, we kicked off this episode, with this week rather, with an interview with one of my mentors, Jack Frederick. And it was a little bit different than some of the other interviews that we've done, because uh you know, it was not a traditional interview in that I'm asking him questions and either asking him about his book or a particular thing about his life. It was more about uh, going behind the scenes of what it looks like when I get discipling. What are the things that I get input on in my life? And, uh, and so I think it was really cool just to be able to share that with you guys. And hopefully, you got a sense of, you know, these are the kinds of questions, these are the kinds of things that I need people to share with me, to uh, to correct me on, to challenge me on, to call me higher in, and, uh, you know, to, to get, get a vision and a dream for having that kind of relationship in your life. And uh, we've done some episodes in the past about how to find a mentor, about how to get a mentor. So definitely go back and check out those episodes if you uh, want to freshen up on that and know that you want a mentor yeah, in your life. In episode number 113 on Monday, uh, I highlighted my biggest takeaway from my interview and uh, my time with Jack, and he shared a story about fish. He talks about how uh, you can be really, really good at fishing, but then, uh, and so then you get start ta- talking to people about how to fish, you teach them how to fish, you start going to seminars and conferences and teaching people the principles of fishing. And you do it so much that you actually stop fishing altogether. And the parallel there was that, you know, I had spent more than uh, my fair share of time invested in growing this online teaching ministry that I've been putting together. And I've been neglecting a lot of the basic stuff that disciples have to do day in and day out, week in and week out, no matter what, till the end of time, right? That there are just certain things that we can't overlook, that we can't talk our way or excuse our way out of even for spiritual reasons, and making disciples was one of those things. In episode number 114, we talked about minimalism as an alternative to consumerism, that there's a really scary parable in the, in the Gospels that unless you really think about it, you, 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 you kind of gloss over how serious it is. But essentially, Jesus tells this parable about this man who uh, came into some wealth and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to store it up. I'm going to save it so that way I can just enjoy the rest of my life. And God sternly rebukes him for doing so, for essentially 
having his heart in the wrong place and putting his treasure in the wrong place. And so minimalism instead so 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 minimalism is kind of a cure or another perspective about how you can look at your purchasing and spending habits. So instead of asking yourself, do I want this? Ask yourself, do I really need this? Can I get by without it? Is there a better use for the money than spending it on that token thing that I think is shiny or on sale or whatever, right? Is the vacuum cleaner that I have doing the job, do I really need to spend $600 on a new one? You know, really thinking through those kind of decisions and how that intersects with storing up treasure in heaven is that the less that you buy and the the fewer things you have and the less uh, burden you have to pay bills, the more free you are to invest in your relationships, your family, your ministry, the people you're reaching out to. And so minimalism is a way to help us orient our hearts in the right direction and to store up treasure in heaven. And if you want to learn more about what minimalism is and more importantly, what it isn't, definitely go and check out uh, probably the main website for minimalism. And it's just called theminimalists.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Uh, They have a podcast. You can go and listen to their podcast, read some articles and kind of get up up to speed and to see if you want to incorporate some of those principles in your own life. In episode number 115, we talked about marriage and specifically two big mistakes that married couples make, two extremes that they can go to in their relationship that aren't healthy. The first big extreme, they get way too into each other, like seriously too into each other, and the relationship becomes idolatrous. And idolatry just means that you've put something uh, in a position that's higher than God, or you've elevated something into being more important than God. And you can see why this would be super easy. You're just married, or you've been married for a while, and you love being married to this person, and they become your whole world. Your whole world revolves around pleasing this other person and spending time with this other person. But as Christians, that can't be that way. God has to be the center of our world. And in fact, when we put too much emphasis on our spouse and our marriage, then we set ourselves up to fail because that person is not God. That person cannot fill the God-shaped hole in our hearts. And then the other extreme, the other mistake that married couples make is that they just become roommates. Their life gets so busy, they're going in so many different directions, they don't spend time to slow down and invest in each other. And so uh, if that's the situation that you're in, you want to spend some quality time with each other at least once a week. Carve out a date night or a lunch where... It's sacred time, nothing gets in the way of that time, and there's no one and nothing that's going to keep you from spending time together. So make that correction, and if you're on the first end of things, if you're too invested, then make sure that you're investing in your ministry the way that you need to. Make sure that you're serving, make sure that you're getting with other friends, that you're spending time with people that isn't just your spouse, right? Make the correct correction, Uh, I didn't mean for that to happen, but (laughs) make the right correction in your marriage to help get to that happy middle where God is at the center of your marriage and you have a healthy balance of investing in each other and investing in others. In episode number 116, uh, I talked about how to plan a spiritual retreat or a little mini sabbatical. I was recently able to go on one myself and it made a huge difference just in my relationship with God, really refreshing and rejuvenating my spirituality. And so I encourage you, if you can, to try and go on a spiritual retreat at least once a year. And in that episode, I laid out the four things that you'll want to do as you're planning your retreat to make it successful. Number one, you want to travel if you can. You don't have to travel to the other side of the world, 
but just getting out of your house makes a big difference because you eliminate the distractions and the things that are uh, keeping you locked into your day-to-day life. Uh, We talked about carving out a significant or a meaningful amount of time so that you can properly decompress and shut down all the parts of your brain that aren't going to help you draw near to God. You know, the, the bills that are due, the people that need something from you, the chores that didn't get done, getting to turn off those parts of your brain for a little while, just so you can sit and invest in your time with God. Number three, we talked about having a plan. So having a purpose for your spiritual retreat, wanting to work on something, whether it's overcoming a particular sin or temptation or working on something in your character or just wrestling with God on something, something that's been bothering you or bugging you, that's been holding you back from really engaging and being more intimate with him. Having a goal and a purpose so that way your uh, retreat can take some shape and you're not just twiddling your thumbs and really bored during the, uh, the middle of your prayer times. And then the fourth key to having a successful spiritual retreat is you want to be spontaneous. Don't plan every single minute of every single day. Leave some wiggle room. Leave some opportunities for you to go and do some spontaneous things with God. It's those moments that often make the biggest impact. And then yesterday on the uh, in our Fan Friday episode, I answered a question from Kendall, and he was asking about the promises that God makes to us. And there are literally hundreds of these promises all throughout the Bible about things that God says about his nature, about how he sees us, about how he interacts with us, and the promises that we can lean on in our day-to-day lives. And promises are important because there are so many things that aren't uh, constant, that aren't true, that aren't always there to rely on, to give us a foundation and a bedrock to build our faith on top of. And the promises of God are something that we can hold on to in those moments. And so I just shared the three promises that really mean the most to me that I find myself leaning into often to help me stay grounded, even when the rest of my life is in total chaos. And, uh, you know, but there are so many promises of God. And, you know, that's just a great Bible study to do, to study out the promises of God and to make sure that you have a clear understanding of what it is that God thinks about you, how he feels about you, the promises he makes to his disciples, to his followers, that we can hold on to even when the rest of our life is in total and utter chaos. Well, that is it for this week. Make sure to smash that subscribe button to get daily practical tips just like these. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts for your chance to get a shout out as the super fan of the week. And make sure to head over to the podcast Facebook group to connect with me and help decide future episode topics. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.